whether that's you like, teaching a client, whether you're a new teacher, or maybe you just opened a studio, you are going to fail. And that's not a bad thing. That's actually where you learn. Failure creates uh, tension. Tension is the stress. It actually helps you grow. It's a, it's a positive thing. Uh, when you know that you are going to fail before you get there, right? So right now, don't be surprised. It's part of being your own business owner. Uh, it's part of life. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lessa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap, where my co-host in life, Brad and I are going to dig into the epic conversation I had with Erica Quest in oh, our yeah. last episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I said Erica Quest, everyone, herself in the flesh, or if you know the inside joke, we call her awareness. If you haven't yet listened to her on the interview, feel free to pause this now, go back, listen to that one, and then come back and join us, or listen to this whole recap, decide what you want to do. <laughs> or if you're listening on iTunes and they just show you this one and then they show you the next one, whatever order you want to do, this is totally fine. You know. It's all gravy. <laughs> it's, it's, thank goodness it's not surgery. So you can go out in any order you want. Okay. So y'all so excited. Uh, Brad and I are a couple weeks away from our agency mini program, which is our seven day coaching program online. And it's for fitness business instructors, but anyone in the service industry pretty much can join. We've had doulas. We've had yoga instructors. We've had trainers. Bar. Bar instructors. Pilates, obviously. Yes. We've had nutritionists. So yep. anyways, Brad, can you tell them a little bit about why they may want to do agency money? 100%. Um, first off, we have an ongoing uh, coaching program for fitness business instructors, entrepreneurs, studio owners. doesn't matter what position you are in the world of fitness business. Uh, we, we work with uh, people in your shoes. Uh, and this or is not a, shoes because maybe they don't wear shoes when maybe it, maybe it's uh, yeah <laughs> maybe it's clogs we work with people in your clogs in your crocs in your crocs in your yeah. pilates socks <laughs> in your skis there we go there you go uh, I can't get I can't beat that one right okay moving on uh, <laughs> well so anyway the we seven work day with coaching program is a chance yeah to uh, get a taste of what the the ongoing program is all about you can come in and and get to know us. You can fall in love with Leslie. Uh, you can meet the community. They might fall in love with you too. I hope so. Well, I do. Um, yeah, you can meet the community. We bring in our um, agency members in there. This is, again, it's a seven-day program. We only run it twice a year. So this is the last time we're going to run it in 2021. Yes. We hope you join us. You can actually get all the information at ProfitablePilates.com slash mini, which is M-I-N-I. Yeah, and if, depending on when you hear this, you might be signing up for a wait list. Um, but if you do hear this before August, then uh, when you go to 
profitable Pilates slash mini, uh, you can actually sign up uh, for the event. It's going to be the first week of August uh, this summer. So yeah. we hope online. you join us. It's going to be hope an you do. And incredible if- whirlwind of a, of a week. You're going to learn oh, a ton. You Yeah, because you ask, we like, answer hundreds of questions in seven days. It's actually really fun. It's like, I don't, I don't know what gamers do, but I feel like a gamer. <laughs> like, I'm like, hold on. Let me put my blue blockers on. Oh, Where's yes. all of the liquid su- supplements I'll need for today? Anyways, that's I'm excited about that. That's what we're really focused on right now and working on behind the scenes. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Okay, so um, what was our audience question this week, babe? We had a really interesting audience question this week. It was, what did we do before we were running a Pilates company? Well, so that's interesting because how far before? Because before you joined me, I was still running a Pilates company. (laughs) That's that's kind of why I said it was interesting because you've been at this game for a very long time. Uh, and I'm, I'm relatively new. Um, although not really, cause I was working with you like, you know, behind the scenes, like in the background for a number of years before actually committing to working on this project, uh, which I must yeah. say is probably the coolest project that I've had a chance to work on. Aw. Well, thank you. And also, yeah, basically he just made me invoice him for work. And now I, I get did. to go. I literally was like, okay, here's your invoice for the services <laughs> I've rendered for, for your business. And then I was like, you know, what would be really nice if I didn't get all these bills and I could just put you on payroll. Mm, yeah. Somehow. And we were already married too. So that's how about that? So, yeah, I don't know. So anyways, what did we do before that? Well, before, um, before Brad and I ran a company together, I ran all of my companies myself. Um, but before that, if you really want to know, um, it's pretty, I think it's obvious if you look at me that I have a lot of jewelry and I mm. also have an obsession with purses, um, <laughs> but knows no depths. Like there is actually never enough of yeah, rose I, gold jewelry. So if you're sending me rose gold or I will do yellow gold jewelry, um, and vintage designer handbags, I'm just putting that out there in case need you, either. I need, uh, the, it's never about need y'all. When it comes to those things, it is what, how do they make you feel? And they make me feel really mm. good. So I used to manage jewelry stores. <laughs> Amazing. What did you do? So uh, before, uh, after the jewelry stores, you also worked corporate at, at a big fitness company. So oh. I think that's worth throwing out there. Uh, tons of experience uh, working at managing, you know, a bunch of studios at the same time. Like dealing nine. with inadequate <laughs> amount of space to make too much money in. Like all the crazy stories that you hear, um, you know, and then also you had uh, teacher training program experience. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. My resume will never fit on one page. And so I will never update it ever again. I'm not going to lie. You're not alone. I feel like it's a generational thing at this point. Like the majority of us uh, who are listening, I would imagine, like didn't really have the opportunity to do one thing for their entire career. It's just not how the world works today. Uh, In the same vein, I started off coming to LA for music. Uh, and then I got involved in startup companies right out of the gate and did that for a long time. Uh, I worked for lots of startup companies. I worked in food. Uh, I served tables at, um, 
fancy restaurants uh, for many years. And that was uh, kind of my lifeline, or at least that's what I told myself. Um, and then uh, finally started a web dev company with a friend of mine. Uh, and then, uh, you know, started a couple of other ventures before uh, stepping away from all those things. And then working uh, full time with you. You know, (laughs) so in case you didn't hear, we like to leap a lot. We, (laughs) we be it till you see it on a daily. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And and it's interesting. I, we were definitely doing that before we met each other. Oh yeah. Um, You know, I, I um, projected being um, a um, universal rock star into um, the the space uh, for, for a solid 15 years before we met. Um, took me on a whole new journey down there, um, but but the being it till you see it, it's a it's a fascinating uh, idea, and we're excited about it here. As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free thirty minute Pilates workout. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com/beitpod. Again, onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better. All right. Uh, let's talk about Erica Quest. Erica Quest! Okay, everyone. Erica Quest is... She's basically a legend in real life. She is a college dropout who managed tens of millions of dollars in ad spend for massive companies, then chose the entrepreneurial path, uh, owning her own Pilates studio for the past 18 years while traveling the country and the world, teaching workshops. And then she launched her own online space where she's part of creating change in the fitness industry and, dare I say it, paying people to be on her platform. She's a charismatic, enthusiastic leader, someone you just want to spend more time with. We are so excited to have her on our pod as a guest. I know! I am so, uh, so y'all, this was a lot of fun. It was, I, I don't know... Mel Brad can answer this, but like, I was like, I feel like this might be one of those podcasts where it's like, you're a fly on the wall like <laughs> of the conversation that she and I typically have on a daily basis, um, we, which, you know, we do talk a lot. So hopefully, hopefully you've got a background on Erica in that podcast somewhere. No, there, there was, uh, there was quite a, a history lesson there and lots of, uh, exploration of, uh, brain, like she studies the brain. I mean, there's tons yeah. of things. It yeah. was like, it kept going. Yeah. Anyways, she is one of my like older sisters I never knew I always wanted, um, mostly because I think having sisters can be hard. Anyways, if you have sisters out there, I have a sister. I love her. I love her. I love she's listening. I'm sure my mom's listening, so I'm going to get a text message now. Anyways, <laughs> one of the, but I think it's nice when the universe gives you a sister you weren't asking for. Okay. So one of the things I loved uh, was her being willing to fail and she's like learns from it. So she used the word reps, like putting your reps because she does do training and BOSU and stuff like that. And so if you can think about like, 
when you go to the gym, you know, you're doing three sets of 15, like, you know, bicep curls. You don't go, Oh God, I didn't make a perfect bicep curl. Guess I'm done. Like you just do the reps until you're like, Oh, that weight got lighter. So I really loved that. Yeah. I think her, um, application for that, uh, what she was talking about was about her, uh, entrepreneurialism and also teaching, right? The application of what she was talking about with the, the idea of reps was not only uh, doing the entrepreneurial uh, thing, but also speaking, like workshops, coaching. She, she, she said she has totally biffed it on stage and like you know done a really bad presentation uh, and all that stuff. And and if you know her today, you'd be like, what? That's impossible. No way. But she was talking about the journey of getting to where she is and having to go through it. And whether that's you like teaching a client, whether you're a new teacher, or maybe you just opened a studio, you are going to fail. And that's not a bad thing. That's actually where you learn. Failure creates uh, tension. Tension is the stress. It actually helps you grow. It's a, it's a positive thing. Uh, when you know that you are going to fail before you get there, right? So right now, don't be surprised. It's part of being your own business owner. Uh, it's part of life. I was going to say, let's also say it's just part of life. Like I know, I know so many of you don't even run a business and you're like, what? It's like, even the first time you change a duvet cover, you're like, this is a hot mess. And then you put the reps in and it gets better and better and better. I definitely had a duvet that's rectangular, but it looked square. And I put the, the cover on sideways. So there was like a foot of like floppiness at the end and it trying to jam it. It just side note. I think I did that the other day and I was like, guess what? Stay in that way. Yeah. Thought it was square. Messy action. (laughs) All right. So what, well now what did you love? Okay. So this was interesting. I didn't really understand the full context of this. So, but she talked about, uh, um, a, She didn't reference the actual book, but it seems like there's a book by a doctor who talks about system one, system two, and I believe there's even two more systems of thinking. Uh, It's called Emotional Agility, and I forget the woman's name. Dr. Susan. Yes, Dr. Susan something. David. Yes. Dr. Susan David. Yes. And so she talked about this idea of system one thinking, which is like, your guttural, how you feel right now, like, I want to X, I want to eat that, I want to drink this, I want to sleep, I want to whatever. System two thinking, what I thought was interesting, what she, how she described it was almost taking a pause before you engage with someone. So when somebody says something to you, internally processing it before the information comes out of your mouth, you know, going back to them and you know, how does that, like, when they say something to you, uh, the uh, system two thinking is, how does that make me feel? Why does it make me feel this way? You know, what is my response? What, what should my response be? And then taking action on processing that information on that thinking. I feel like system two thinking would save a lot, me a lot of money in therapy bills. <laughs> and, and everybody, like, if we all could just, like, pause think it through and then go how much time we save in the whole life of like conversations of backpedaling and saying what you really meant and like why you said that and having to share your own entire system to thinking with everybody. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You don't need to share the whole process. You can process it first and then share. 
Um, yeah, I, look, I mean, I think we've all, you know, had our own gaffes and said things that we wish we hadn't. And, you know. Um, like daily. Like, I think daily. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe it's every other day. I've been working on this system one, system two thinking. And it, I'm at the point where I'm go, oh, that was system one. Oops, I'm just, I'm labeling right now. That's in the mindfulness world. It's called label. I'm labeling. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was interesting because w- the, the application which with, with which she was talking about system two thinking was people who ask you to do something for free. And uh, obviously you heard with her platform, she's intentionally paying the people who come onto her platform uh, because she values their time and wants to really create change in the industry. However, uh, she still is sometimes willing to do something for free, uh, and that's based on the context uh, of uh, of the request, right? And for her, that system two thinking is understanding, is this scenario that I've been asked to participate in for free, is it going to put me in front of other people who have, you know, an opportunity to create more change in my life or growth or whatever that might be? Or is this someone just trying to take advantage of me? Right. And I think, uh, that idea of system two thinking get, you know, she processes it all first before responding. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody about this, um, on a kind of a different level, but uh, it was more of like, how does she know when to say yes or when to say no? And she's like, well, people are asking. And I just, I feel like I should say yes. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, I should have said no. And I was like, well, that's why you say, even with your calendar in your hand, let me check my calendar and get back to you tomorrow. Because my calendar's on my phone. But I love to say that because it lets me take a pause. Right. And think about the thing I mean, asked to go to. And actually think, am I saying yes because I... I don't want to say no and hurt someone's feelings. Am I saying yes because I really want to do it? Am I saying yes because I don't know how to say no? Or, you know, there's all these different things. And so by taking that pause and giving yourself a pause. So um, I'll be reading that book. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. We'll put the link in the show notes um, for sure. Um, all right. Well, so finally, let's talk about the be it actions uh, that you discussed with Erica, what bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items could we take away from your convo with her? Uh, I'm going to jump right in. And I think something she said was right up my alley, uh, doing tech, being in tech and working off of a system uh, called Agile. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to tell a little bit of story here. Oh, for, first off, her, be it action item is constant prioritization. Okay. So constantly analyzing, you know, what takes precedence, what is priority today? And the story I'm going to tell about that is my very first startup company, 2007, uh, I was part of a start uh, a social network and we were trying to take down Facebook before it ever even started. Uh, or no, <laughs> Facebook was up and killing it, but we were trying to take it before they clinched the kingpin uh, role. Anyway, we were, uh, we had this grandiose plan of all the things that like, this is what a social network should be and is. And, and it was like crazy. We had like 20 or 30 or 40 different things. And we're like building all these modules and all this fancy stuff and doing all this stuff. And we never released any of it. And then when we finally released all of it at the same time, people were like, we don't even know what this is. We don't know what to do with it. And 
we spent like a year and a half before we really truly uh you know started putting stuff out there and it wasn't until after that idea that i learned about this concept of uh, agile t- uh, tech development where you uh you work in really short sprints they call it and you work in like a maybe a two week window even and so your goal is to release the next bite-sized release like chunk so if it's like instead of 40 modules you're releasing only one and you put that out there and you see how people deal with it engage with it they give you feedback maybe you have to make it better maybe whatever and then eventually you have built the whole you know elephant we're going in reverse here uh But it's just so you know, that's about like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Just yeah. I, doesn't for context. Just going backwards. Um, but, uh, but anyway, constant prioritization. She talks about, um, you know, how, how her schedule works. She has uh, built herself uh, income streams, different income streams. Um, and sometimes she has to talk about, you know, income stream A right now. And then next week, okay, income stream A is now going to happen in four weeks. So today, what do I need to talk about today? And she, so she's consistently analyzing her, uh, what, what she's talking about in her marketing and her messaging. Uh, and I, I thought that's so important for everyone to be doing in what they're up to. I, I'm glad you brought that up because um, I was coaching someone today and you know, she was talking about all the work she has to get done, but also the housework and like the rug was crooked and the bed isn't made and da, da, da. And I, and I said, you know, when you look at your things of how you have to do today, if they all are just in a list, then they all have this like equal value. You really have to look right. at it and go like, why am I doing this right now? Like, why is this the most important thing to me? And it could be because you're procrastinating on something or avoiding something or really good at that. fear of something, right? But like by just doing that system two thinking where you process the thing, then it re- keeps you from like making the bed and taking out the trash over and over and over again without actually just like sending the email about the thing that you want to be doing. So, right. yeah, cool. That's uh, right. All right. Well, what about you? My biggest takeaway, of course, was the smoke and mirrors. Um, (laughs) So, of course it was. So, I know a lot of people, like, sometimes it's scary to dream big or it just feels like a lot. Um, And the reality is, is, like, you have to... You have to, like, put out in the universe, like, what you want to be doing. So, if you want to be working out five days a week at the gym doesn't mean that you like have to start from zero to five. You just go, I'm going to work out five days a week at the gym. And when someone goes, oh, what are you doing next week? Oh, I've got five workouts planned. Like you're just, you keep saying the thing and speaking into existence. It's be it till you see it, yo. And I, I really, um, I think it's really easy for us to say we're going to do something and then like all the different reasons. But like even this podcast, we would go around for months like, oh, we're putting a podcast together. I didn't have a link for an interview. Months, I didn't months even have a is, name. Uh, years. nice. I'm pretty sure it was years. My years, dear. years. Um, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> we're doing a podcast. And you just, podcast is coming. It's coming. <laughs> and um, and so I, I, I really, I really love this because the truth is, is that nothing is ever ready. This podcast, even with an extra month, wasn't ready. Like we are... Um, you know, like it's, it's, um, you're not, you're not lying about it. you actually do the work, but you just have to do the smallest part of it. You don't have to take it all on. You don't have to wait for it to be ready for it to be real. Um, so that was, I just really love, I love the, I love the verbalizing it. I'm a verbal processor. So obviously I love that. Well, I was also laughing because it is like directly 
beard till you see it. I, mean, I know. Well, I mean, it's I literally would, that. So I totally bring people on to talk about how they're being until they see it. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. So, and she's she she was sharing a story about um, launching her online platform, uh, and she's you know she knew it was happening. It was a, a concept that it, she knew she was going to roll out, um, and so she started talking about it before it was available. In the same way, um, I know the two of you just recently wrapped a course that you put out together. It was a month long program. Oh yeah, people can get it. People can get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm all about that. It's It was, I actually had an incredible um, response to that program. But the uh, the reality is it took, it was like a year of prep, planning, thinking, speaking it into existence before it ever actually came about. And that was her whole idea of, of smoke and mirrors. And not in a snake oil weird way, but in the sense of like, like you know, you're going to make it happen. It's just not there right now and that's yeah. okay yeah uh, it, it's really okay and it's um we did plan that for over a year and then it only took a month it's a month-long course but a year of prep we just kept speaking about it and what was so cool is that when we actually launched it people were like of course they're doing this this is the thing that they said they were doing yeah, everybody knew it was like, coming everyone I mean, knew it was coming yep. so um so i hope i hope everyone takes a moment today to like sit down and think about what you want in your life and just tell Someone, guess what I'm working on right now? Oh, I have this other thing I want to say. Hold on. I got distracted about the course. So here's the thing. Okay, I have a friend who actually knew Gabby Bernstein before she was like known as Gabby Bernstein. So for those of you who are in the spiritual wellness, like self-help stuff, you are uh, very familiar with Miss Gabby. So anyways, this girl, Gabby, literally Gabby, uh, would tell everyone, I'm going to meet Oprah one day. I'm actually, they're like, oh, what are you working on? Oh, I'm working on this project so that I can meet Oprah. Oprah and I are going to talk about this project. She just kept telling every single person she was going to freaking meet Oprah Winfrey. Homegirl has been on Oprah Winfrey's show. She, Oprah Winfrey talks about her a lot. Like they are two peas in a pod. And another example of, of Gabby, this is how she talked to everyone. She was at Bloomingdale's looking at betting, which betting at Bloomingdale's is like beautiful and no one buys it, right? And she, this, the salesperson comes up and she's like, oh, can I help you with this? And she's like, actually, I'm going to buy this soon. I'm going to make enough money to buy all of this. Thank you. And she's like, I'll let you know when I'm ready. And she would just walk <laughs> off, but she would go to places and she would look at the things that she wanted to have. And she would look like she would speak what she wanted into existence. And homegirl is Gabby Bernstein with that betting from Bloomingdale's and friends with Oprah. So that is my like, I just feel like that's such an, and that comes from someone who knew her when. So it, it's true. Yeah. I, th- I think that um, the first person that you have to convince is yourself. Oh yeah. And it's so hard to convince yourself when it's all in your head. And I know that because I, I'm a, I'm an analyzer. So it's really easy for it to all be upstairs. And speaking it is very foreign to me. It's a, it's a little awkward sometimes. In fact, there's a lot of fear when I start to tell people, like, I'm proclaiming something. Like, it's, you know, that's a weird, like, that's the weird vibe that I'm bringing to it. But having now, in be, you know, begun to incorporate speaking it into my, uh, my life, my world, it is, um, 
it allows things to be so much more clear in my own head, which mm-hmm. is this weird irony, right? But when I know that this is this is how it's going to be and this is what's going to happen, it changes my own thinking. Well, you know, here's the thing. The reasons that like human beings survived the evolutionary process of them was our ability to storytell. Mm. So we didn't become like we didn't get to stick around this planet by keeping it all in our head. <laughs> we we stuck around and we grew and we thrived because we would tell a story. Sure. And so even if you're telling yourself the story of who you're going to be or what you're going to do, like that's how it happens. <laughs> well, I, I love it. I mean, uh, just listening to Erica is so inspiring. Uh, and like I said at the beginning, uh, we're so excited that she was able to join us and grateful for her and uh, her enthusiasm for life. I know. Every day, Erica, every day. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Lessa Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're really grateful you're here. Um, how are you going to use these tips? Like listening to this episode the words straight out of Erica's mouth, like, how are you going to use them? What we'd love for you to do is screenshot this, write your takeaway in there, tag Erica Quest, tag Be It Pod, and let us know. And also, if you can, share this episode directly with a friend. Text them, tell them they have to listen to it. Say, yeah. this is why I thought of you. That's really important so that they understand that's important. And um, and not only will it change their life, will it help them be it till they see it? It really helps this podcast get out to many, many, many more ears because I got big dreams for it, which I'll explain on another pod all right until next time everyone be it till you see it that's all i got for this episode of the be it till you see it podcast one thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast also make sure to introduce yourself over at the be it pod on instagram i would love to know more about you share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it help us and others be it till you see it have an awesome day You See It is a production of As the Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Kevin and Bell at Desenio handle all of our audio editing and some social media content. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mondal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time.